0: What's up everybody, Joseph Attaway here, and welcome back to this week's episode of Strive to Fight. This week is going to be another, I forgot to edit an episode, or actually I'll get to that in a second, so it's going to be just me talking again, as I promised a few of those episodes this year, didn't think we'd get two in January, but here we are. I have been out of town for the last week, and I forgot the external hard drive where I keep all my episodes saved um, at home, so last week didn't get an episode up, and this week Actually, I don't know why I'm not posting that episode this week, but I've already hit record. This is what we're doing. Uh, We'll get back to a guest episode next week. That is an absolute guarantee. So, kind of like last time, I'm just going to kind of sit here and talk to the mic. Completely unscripted for a minute. Um, I picked a topic before I hit record. And originally I was going to talk about the state of the FIRE movement in 2024. Um, For anyone out there listening who is not familiar, the FIRE movement uh, stands for Financial Independence, Retire Early. Or as I've seen on Twitter lately, or X, whatever I'm supposed to call it, financial independence, recreational employment, which seems to be the more so the goal for a lot of people seeking fire. You're not looking to, you know, most people that I see are looking to retire at 35 and sit on the beach. They're looking to retire at 35 and kind of just do whatever they want, work on what they want, whenever they want, kind of whether it's whether it's a type of work they enjoy or they're kind of just picking a project to keep them busy they are undeniably still working. So I started doing a little research beforehand, scrolling out Google. I'd kind of Googled the state of the fire movement or fire movement in 2024. And of course I got the r slash fire subreddit, which by the way, if you haven't been on there, heavily, heavily recommend. There's some really good information on there. Um, And also then sometimes you'll get this post that are like, my wife and I make 200,000 a year. We invest 140,000 a year. Will we ever retire? Um, Which I think, We have an episode coming up on a frugal mindset, frugality mindset. I want to talk about that too, but that's, that's down the line. Um, back to my topic though. I Googled the state of the fire movement in 2024 and I started doing some reading of the articles and man, there are, I'd complain about this a lot and I'm never going to stop complaining about it. Um, so much of the articles online just repeat the same crap. Like, I found a Forbes article that said, you know, the secret to retiring early in 2024. And you'll never guess what it said. Make a budget, earn more money, invest more than you spend. And then I went back and I found another article, blew on Yahoo Finance this time, about the secret to retiring early in 2023, and you'll never guess what it said. Make a budget, make more money, invest more than you spend. There was nothing new. And those articles were a year apart. And I kept scrolling, you know, how to fire, the fire movement, how these multi-millionaires retired at 29, whatever, and every single one. Exact same thing. Make a budget, earn more money, invest more than you spend. And while that, that is 100% true, I cannot argue with that. A lot of these old adages, like, you know, they get, they get on the budget, invest where you spend with your fire, you're or trying to to build, well, they're true. it seems to me and i've said this so many times before like so many of these sites are really just there for clicks which you know surprise surprise news media outlet generates clicks to sell ads to make money that's not the headline Everybody, like you know, you're generalized, make a budget, you know, at least control your spending, pay off debt, invest, save more than you spend, whatever. That's good advice for 99.9% of people. That is the type of general advice that just works, no matter uh, whether you make a million dollars a year or you make ten thousand dollars a year. If you want to build wealth, a bad question to ask. I don't think we fix this rather. Right. But where, what does the future of the influencer industry look like? Take, for example, one of the biggest influencers quote-unquote quote right now. David. His target market is absolutely everybody and anybody with his one-size-fits-all financial program, which thoughts on that as well, but we'll get into that in another episode or in the talk. Again, I think... And uh, Financial Coach and I, another episode, you can scroll back up, talked about that as well. I think the age of that one-size-fits-all financial advice is quickly coming to an end. but Of course, I still see several tweets that are just, you know, invest in index funds, which great tweet. I believe almost everybody, if not everybody, should be investing in index funds. Pay off debt. Be debt-free. Again, great advice. Most people would benefit from being debt-free, but of course, the big accounts, the huge accounts still get clicks on that. But a lot of the smaller ones really don't they're not adding anything new to the conversation. And that goes again with like this Forbes article that I was talking about. There's nothing new to the conversation. So thinking of the finfluencer industry as a whole, where you've got, you know, your Dave Ramsey that targets everybody. I'm questioning if that is soon to be an adage of the past. I'm curious in the next five, 10, 15, however many years, um, rather than seeing a few talking heads, again, an la Dave Ramsey who have advice for everybody, are we gonna start seeing very niche down finfluencers who can provide better advice for the specific person? And I scroll through X Twitter, my main social account right now, and I, I kinda look at that and I, I think we're seeing it already. We see blue collar workers who you know help other blue-collar workers. We've done episodes with Charter, Blue Collar Investments, and Nick, um, who at the time was Average Joe. Uh then episodes a while back with uh Melina Regos and Lauren D. Benedito. Um, who both started their own marketing agencies and then retired from that. So we talked about that. Uh, We even had uh, Malcolm Teasdale on, I think like third episode ever, who talked about how to go from being a tech entrepreneur to retiring early. And these are all people who've done extremely well niching down to what they know. They know what it takes to run that specific industry, run that specific job. They've got the day-to-day experience and then got the contacts to back it up. They know the industry inside and out. And even going into Alexis Kingsbury, the air manual guy who had another episode with which, by the way, one of my favorite episodes I've ever done, highly recommend checking that one out, who talks about starting an agency and working an exit. These are all people who have worked in specific industries and specific jobs and and specific roles and are now turning around to help people exit those roles just like they did. Very few, if any, of those people are providing generalized advice for everybody. They're helping people who were in their situation two, three, five, ten, fifteen years ago.
1: They know a specific path, they know how to get out. And at least from the outside the okay, they seem to be very successful to them. And personally, I kind of think that's where this whole show is in. We're going to see a
0: Maybe, you know, the Forbes.com the general financial advice that's the same in 2023 as it was in 1923 is going to work forever. Maybe they're generating clicks from years, year, year and their SEO is probably better than mine. But in my opinion, that is the future of the fit-formance I think we've already been seeing that for years, like real estate investors and things specifically, and I think we're very, very important to branching that out. We're
1: going to see that branching out into...